I'm sitting back in the chair. And we're live. Live from Pensacola, Pennsylvania. No, seriously, do what I'm doing with my mic. Move it away from your mouth a little bit like this and then lean up to it when you really want to talk. No. But then, yeah, pull your head away from it because. No. You mouth breathe. Uh, who knew? I always knew I mouth breathed. You didn't know you mouth breathed? I did know I mouth breathed. Oh, you did know that? Oh. <laughs> we got a spill, people. People, watch out. He is not going to be happy after that one. No, I am not. You just ruined everything. Well, not really. <laughs> Luckily, everything's away from that today, but... Thank God I put the table out. Right? Well, I wouldn't have had my drink on this. I don't bring, put the drink on here. Crap. How about you talk about something interesting for a second while I fix this situation? Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Something interesting is something good to talk about. Um, I mean, I oh, hold on. I don't know. That was my strike force energy. It's gone. Strike force synergy. Now gone. Oh well, you can get some more. Um, can I? Yes, you can. So, uh Where would I find that? Next to me. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't want to drink it straight out of a package. I have to have some new water for it. Oh well, I don't know what to tell you then. This audio's dog shit so far. Why is it dog shit? Because I was talking off mic and I'm making a ton of noise in the background. It's oh, yeah, that's look. true. You know, the way I look at it is be happy with the way things are sometimes and just go with the flow. Oh, what did you throw on me? Oh! An ice chip. <clears throat> An ice chip. <laughs> I'm talking to the wall <laughs> over here trying to clean this shit up. He threw ice at me, guys. Soon I'll be yeah, deported. No, well, the only problem is I think... Oh, you know what? I don't think it got into the dongle. I think it just bumped it. Oh, that's good. I think it didn't get into the dongle. It just bumped it. <laughs> <laughs> I still continue to speak. Ay, yeah, yeah. Um, so anything interesting that you want to discuss before we get into, a, you know, other things that you want to <laughs> discuss? Time is... Mm. Well, I'm thinking. I, I, have you watched any good uh, shows or movies lately? Mm-mm. No, none at all. <laughs> you stupid. Oh, have I watched it? I thought you said have they watched any? Who's Meaning they? them, as in they. I'm trying to draft my dongle. <laughs> that, it's a USB C dongle. Uh, <sighs> that sounded weird. It's a lot just, smaller than his regular USB C USB. It's a lot smaller than his. Um. So let's see. I wonder if a spare team is bad for mechanical. I mean, uh, electrical parts. Mm-mm. No, no. I read on the internet. It's not. Mm. I also read it doesn't give you cancer. Oh, wow, let's bring our head so it sounds like... I talk off mic sometimes. It's like a beat, like dropping a beat. I'm just trying to make... make, Son of a bitch, it went down the back. Hold on. It's fine. It'll dry. It's... I'm trying to make sure it's not on any cords. 
It's not you, hoe. I have a lot of cords. Did you call me a hoe? Yes. This is like the worst audio ever. Maybe we'll just ditch the first three minutes. Oh, it's fine. Four minutes and 15 seconds of that. Sorry, people. That's just, that, that's a letdown, you know? Oh, all right, let's start over. And welcome to Peru, where we shoot our show live on film, 60 millimeter film. So, oh, really? It does 60- take a while to edit and process and put out new film. But in the meantime, you guys can listen to us. We're not really restarting, restarting, are we? Well, just delete the first five minutes. I could do that. I'm taking video of you now. Welcome to the Blue Eye Mafia podcast. This is Rob. And that is Joe. (laughs) The mouth breather. He is a mouth breather. It's annoying. I'm such a mouth breather. Don't make fun of our president, bro. Our POTUS. Our POTUS. Don't make fun of our POTUS. Our POTUS is dumb. He doesn't even believe in global warming. Like, if you look outside right now, it's warm. And, like, obviously that's because man-made stuff and, you know, because, like, everybody needs to turn off the water except for actors. Actors are busy making movies that nobody watches anyways. Well, what if hey, Michael pi- Rappaport, how many shows have you fucking been on that get canceled after fucking years? Oh, is that who you were doing? That accent was rap- No, it was. Uh, just, oh. But that's he was talking shit. So. Oh, on Remember the Instagrams. Yeah. I showed you that earlier. Yes. Yeah, he's like, But just like, if you think about all the Yo, shit. what's up, Deviant President Trump? If you think about all the movies he's been on, all the shows. Yeah. He's been in some good stuff, though. No, but he's Top also line. been in a... I'm saying... The impact on the environment, those shows that he's been on, the sets, oh, the yeah. shooting, the private jets, the cars, everything. Yeah, he does. And how many of those shows last? So they're not like these, they're not like the Godfather where it's like, well, it was worth the carbon footprint you put on this earth. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're shit. You know, as long as <laughs> Joe's the skyline dumb. is amazing, a nuclear bomb's not the end of the world. But if it looks like shit, if you don't get good footage of that, it's not worth it. Carbon footprint is predicated upon the beauty of the art that you present, you create. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I agree. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, if you're like going to make excuses for actors, it's like, well, yeah, but they're in like good movies and it entertains us. So like, so like, it's just part of the, what happens. And it's like, but he's in all kinds of shit that gets canceled after an episode or six episodes. No, that's true. So I'm saying he's been in a lot of fucking movies that take up a lot of resources or shows, I should say. The movies oh, are yeah. different, but and then they never go anywhere. So shut the fuck up, Michael Rappaport. Come on here and suck my fucking dick hey, on live bro. microphones. Hey, that's just aggressive. I know it is, but I'm telling him, come on here. Are you coming out on the podcast? <clears throat> Everybody, Joe, like, Joe would like to... Uh, <laughs> You're like a fifth grader still. Uh, fourth! Hey, you want to keep popping that lid, too? Oh, my God. You. So this has been like the noisiest episode we've done since the original one. So you're so annoying. You're so critical of everything I do. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> As you pop it again. No, but my pop point with... It. Pop it and lock it. Oh, did you see uh, Matt Damon came out and said he heard, he knew about um, Weinstein's stuff with 
What's the actress that was dating? Rose McGowan? No. Oh, Brad Pitt's? Yeah, what's her, what's her name? The one that sells the yeah, yeah. rejuvenation rocks and stuff. What's her name? Pepper Potts. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best work she's ever done. But he didn't know about the other stuff that was going on, the illegal stuff. He just knew about the harassment. Oh, her get, him harassing her. Yeah, but he didn't know about anything else. Of well, course yeah, not. Brad Pitt was his buddy, you know? Like, Brad Pitt's like, bro. No, Brad Pitt's not friends with Matt Damon. Ocean's Eleven? Yeah, but no, they, they were in movies together. They hung out a lot, though. Do they still hang out? Isn't it interesting that they made a bunch of movies where they're best friends, but Brad Pitt never seems to be hanging out with those guys. Well, that's because he's super drunk. <laughs> they're super room. drunk. I guarantee you those guys are fucking alcoholics. Matt what? Damon? Yeah. I feel like Matt Damon's a weirdo. No, I feel like Matt Damon's good at hiding things. Possibly. But that's why I mean. I, Brad Pitt is like... He's like, I just can't take this Hollywood shit anymore. So? Why you gotta judge him? I like Brad Pitt. I mean, I, I like Brad you, Pitt. Oh, what? Wait, is, what? Oh, shit. <laughs> we need to get you a new boom arm that's like bubble wrapped. <laughs> that's <laughs> not close to me. It just hangs down from like, the string. Yeah, <laughs> that would probably work better. Uh, no, you'd guitar string that shit. Like, bling, 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 bling. Um, yeah, no, I did, the Harvey Weinstein stuff is crazy. Oh, speaking of the Harvey Weinstein stuff, I actually ran into an article. <laughs> did it hurt? <laughs> it, 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 yeah, a little bit. It was right there in front of my face. It just slammed right into it. Hey, would you be a sweetheart and go grab me some cookies? No. <laughs> no. I want to eat on Why the podcast. I... Hold on. Um, did I just make that noise? Or... Nope, that was still you. I I, <laughs> I was like, oh, I must have. I... Okay, okay, we get it. Shut the fuck up. What are you getting at? What's okay. this article? This article appeared in the independent. Okay. .co.uk. It's a British newspaper journal. Thing. Obviously. It's very, it's kind of salon esque. I think. Yeah. I feel from what I, I run into their articles from time to time. But well, they had an article about yeah how Islam could help Harvey Weinstein's sex addiction. Oh, you know this? Did you read the whole thing? No. And then like three days later, did you see the next art? Another article they came out with. No. How a uh, they an article stating how Muslim clerics deem it women's fault for rape. <laughs> No. And just like an article about it. Not like how they're wrong. So yeah, that, that people were comparing it like this is why they think that... Both came from the independent? Within a couple of days of each other. Okay, let me find that one real quick. But people were like, are you fucking serious? So this is... Ba- so that... What it, they were kind of boiling it down to was like, so th- is this how the independents looking at mu- m- the Muslim faith being able to help? You know, all this shit yeah. is basically by their teachings because they're teachings. Well, so in the article, essentially, I'm going to read a few little... Hold on. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's the... Article. So we'll do a follow-up on this once I get through the, the main article I'm talking about here. So the article <clears throat> that I'm talking about says... Oops. Says... How the teachings of Islam could help us prevent more sex abuse scandals. And then it goes into um, how Harvey Weinstein is just another powerful man 
abusing women. I'm quoting the article right now because we live in a society that lets him get away with it. And they, you know, of course, they kind of they bring up statistics, kind of give some background. Uh, they're according to Rain R A I N N. Um, an American is assaulted every 98 seconds. One out of every six women is either raped or attempted, suffers an attempted rape. 90% of rape victims are women. And then he goes on to say that, um, you know, we live in a culture where all these guys get away with it and we kind of, we kind of allow it. And a big part of it is because we own our system only addresses sexual assault and harassment after the fact rather than before the fact. So there's, uh, you. he points out the French legis- legislation that just went through that disallows you from catcalling, makes it a yeah. criminal offense. And he's like, yeah. but the problem for that, the problem with that is that you still have to catcall for them to try to protect the woman. Like everything's reactive instead of proactive. And okay. So he's saying that um, you know women get blamed, people women get demonized, uh, people couch their rape, the the causes for the rape. You know they were sluts, they were drunk, they were whatever. Of course, that kind of and this guy is obviously or woman, whoever the uh, author is, Kasim mm-hmm. um, Rashid. Uh, obviously a Muslim. Oh no, he he comes right out and says he's a Muslim. Okay. Um, but he. It's obvious that he considers, like, you know, the regret sex stuff, college campus rape culture. He alludes to that mindset on rape. So, rape being any unwanted sex, including those where you're blackout drunk and the guy that's with you has sex with you. And then the next day you realize that you were raped because, well, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's the same thing as a violent rape. But whatever. Um, but what he goes on to say is that because we don't, we only have a reactive system, it would be better if we had something that, and he says that it's a problem that liberals don't acknowledge this, it would be better if we had a higher authority for people to answer to. Mm. And then he says, this is where Islamic teachings and the prophet Muhammad's example provide us a solution that no state truly can quote unquote. <laughs> and he goes into this is a reasonable argument in part quote this is a reasonable argument in part due to the hypocrisy of allegedly religious men like congressman tim murphy who condemns abortion and fidelity yet makes his mistress get an abortion yes islam applies tim murphy he's a con- oh well, yeah i remember the guy yeah <clears throat> um, or former Indiana governor. Um, I'm paraphrasing some of this. I'm not going to read every word. Um, Islam applores, uh, or GOP chair Rick Halverson, who was convicted of incest. These are, you know, these are the. He's saying that they they're used as a straw man to deconstruct a religious argument against sexual okay. abuses because they say we have to have good religious morals to guide our behavior, and yet they do the opposite. Okay. So straw man, it doesn't. It's a ad hominem attack or a straw man saying that well they don't follow what they believe. Well, that doesn't invalidate a religious argument, which is what I was going to say. Um, he says that um, rather than go into the dogma of Islam, though it it has secular lessons that we can glean from it. Of course, Christianity doesn't count here, um, <laughs> but. Uh, 
he says that the Quran um, says that women were created equally to men, so they weren't taken from their rib. So the Quran grants a higher equality than Christianity does. Oh, as long as they do what they're told. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to have to oh, beat the shit out, out of them. Um, then forbids women. Uh, the Quran for two first establishes men and women as equal beings. Chapter four twenty. <laughs> then forbids men from forcing women to act against their will. Then thereby ensuring women maintain autonomy or self determination. This verse also commands to consort with women with kindness. The uh, prevents men forbidding men from thinking ill of their wives. This preempts. Emotional and mental abuse. Okay. It also prevents uh, violence for women by prescribing that you never use physical harm for women. And so he goes into how, you know, the Islamic belief doesn't allow abusing women. It empowers women. It makes them equals amongst the men. They're not subservient to the men. Um, And... He also talks about how they don't have to dress in any certain way. The men still okay. have to respect them, even if they're not in their beekeeper costumes. Okay. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a different version from what we see all over the world, but we'll get to that in a second. Does he actually re- uh, talk about that at all? No. Um, what he does do is he points out that there's a famous incident in which a woman who is... <coughs> Excuse me. Who is strikingly beautiful approaches Muhammad and um, one of his ma- one of his main guys, Al Fadal, and he Al Fadal starts to stare at the woman, and Muhammad, instead of re- reproaching the woman mm-hmm. for making the man stare, turns his friend's cheek. <coughs> okay, um, so that he would not gaze at her. Okay. Oh, okay. What a nice guy. Um. And this is the part where he says, and this is where reality and idea, the idealism of this article kind of clash a little bit. After all, while the Quran obliges women to dress modestly, obliges is an important word, as a covenant with God, Islam prescribes no punishment whatsoever for women who choose to dress otherwise. Of course, he's not using any hadiths or anything that also expand religi- the religious philosophy. Yeah. Islam, but whatever. <clears throat> um, and then he goes on to say, Weinstein is a symptom of the greater disease of arrogance, unaccountability, and social apathy for men who knew nothing of abu- who knew of the abuse but did nothing. Islam and the Prophet Muhammad provide a practic- practical solution. Together, we can employ a proven Islamic model that will stop this madness and reinvoke gender equity in America and in the world. Hmm. So, now let's just check out. So, he's essentially saying if we just all follow Islamic teachings, women shall be treated nicely. Now, I have a couple different sources for what I'm about to read. I'm going to put them on the links in the podcast. Okay. Um, because one is explaining why this doesn't mean what it says, although I find the explanation a little difficult to believe, but okay. So this is from the Quran, verse 435 to 36. One of the verses he actually said, established women's equality, 
Mm-hmm. Well, if you go back one verse, here it is. <laughs> Men are the protectors and the maintainers of women because Allah has given the one more strength implied than the other. And because they support them from their means. Therefore, the righteous women are devoutly obedient and guard the husband's <laughs> guard in the husband's absence what Allah would have them guard. As to those women on whose part ye fear disloyalty and ill conduct, admonish them first, next refuse to share their beds, and last beat them lightly. <laughs> but if they return to obedience, seek not against them means of annoyance. For Allah is most high and great above you all. <laughs> so, and then the next line is what he references. Yes. Uh, if you fear a breach between them, between them twain appoint two arbiters, and from one from his family and one from hers, if they wish for peace. Allah will cause them their reconciliations, for Allah hath full knowledge and is acquainted with all things. So grab your parents and <laughs> have them sitting on your marriage, you know. But I, they go on to explain how the beating could kind of mean more like beat it or shush, mm-hmm. like we use in English, or you know, because of the word it's derived from. <sighs> Whatever, it means beat lightly, not hard. You don't you don't hit them hard. And and Muhammad did say, "Don't slap him in the face," according to this. They don't slap him in the face. Just beat him lightly. You know, bag of oranges, whatever. (laughs) So what's interesting then is they're saying, so this guy's article. Yes. A Muslim saying that if Harvey Weinstein was Muslim, then he wouldn't have done this stuff. Yeah. If If we we had a society of Muslims. If we had a social conscience informed by the Quran and Allah. Now. And Muhammad. But a Christian one wouldn't work. Well, no, he's just saying that this is Islam has the most practical, and he kind of takes out Christianity by saying that they don't really grant women equality. He's oh, saying okay. that Islam is equal for women. Now, of course, he does mention that the rape, the rape uh, rates in America are not any different from the rape rates in Islamic ruled countries. He does acknowledge that in the article. Props to him. I'm not sure why he would bring that up because it's just kind of underwhelming because he's saying if we fold this yeah and then in a state where it's literally enforced by the state to follow these laws yeah the rape rates are just as high yeah and probably higher considering that the women are beaten you know wear beekeeper costumes can't talk to other people without reproach (laughs) so i just thought it was very interesting that this guy would chide our (laughs) society what's crazy about it is then you get liberals young millennials, whatever, that would read that article and agree with him and go, you're oh, yeah. right. That's the problem with Christianity is they always want to keep women down. They think women belong in the kitchen. Muslims have it right. You just put on your black veil, well, put on your fa- face covering, and you can literally do anything you want almost well, except it, for drive. And guess what? If you're a 300-pound feminist- get a job. Nobody can tell the difference between you and the other person except your birth is a little bigger. Nobody knows how bad it is <laughs> under there if you don't shave. No big deal. That was a chair that my foot is on. Oh, okay. Um, no, exactly. But here's, well, that- one of, here's one of the things I was going to say, too, is the Hadiths are important. <sighs> because I'll just read you one of the Hadiths dealing with obedience to the husband and wife. 
A woman. This is uh, Sahih it Bukhari. It really doesn't matter. 715. It doesn't matter. Verse no, no, this doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, it does. A woman came to Muhammad and begged him to stop her husband from beating her. Her skin was bruised so badly that it is described as being greener than the green veil she was wearing. Muhammad did not admonish her husband, but instead ordered her to return to him and submit to his sexual desires. Because, you know, Allah is all great and all good and da 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 <laughs> so if the arbiters decide the husband is right, and this is one of the other things with that beating principle the husband cannot beat the wife once she has listened to him so as soon as she starts listening you're no longer allowed to do the beat no matter how light or rough the beating is who okay but but you know it but if she listens then you you have no more right to beat that bitch as long as soon as she starts listening, so as soon as she complies with your will, yes. So like, if the dishes aren't done, and she won't do them, the moment she starts washing those, you can no longer hit her. <laughs> I <laughs> sounds amazing. Actually, maybe maybe this is changing our minds. <laughs> uh, but what's so uh, at the end of the day, though, you'd have to. Li- so yes, it says that. But you can't use that in an argument because people that you'd argue with about this. Yeah, you can. No. It's, it's literally two, their no, text. No, 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 no. It doesn't. No, my point is you have two types of people. Yeah. People that will understand how corrupt Islam is. Yeah. And the teachings of Muhammad. Or you'll have people that are so dumb or ignorant. It doesn't matter what you tell them. It's just like telling them stats on gun laws or abortion or so many other things. It's not about facts. It's not about stats. It's not about what the book says. It's not what about the instructions say. It's not about the actual rule of what they put forward. It's what makes them feel good about it. Yeah. So you can say, no, they make them wear beekeeper costumes and can beat them until they listen. No, that's that. Those people aren't using it right. You know, I have a friend that's Muslim, and yep. that he has all the same things as I can. Do. He can do everything. I so you're wrong. You're trying to make them look bad. So your argument has to come from a point of, like, a simplified argument of like why it's the problems with it, and the simple problem with it is they stink. <laughs> oh yes, and they don't belong in our white Aryan nation. That's. <laughs> You've got those two. Uh, somebody, somebody get kept the clip from this now, and that's going to be the argument that we had for this. You said, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just teasing, but I'm just, I, my point is not gonna my point is <laughs> my point is though you're you you've got these people that like Mark Levin, who's all Constitution, Constitution, but it doesn't work for most people because they don't care. Yeah. They don't actually care what that says. It doesn't make them feel good. Yeah. So they don't care. They don't care if a doctor says, don't be fat, you dumb bitch. Well, no, I'm a feminist. My body is beautiful no matter what. No, you're not beautiful at 300 pounds. You're going to die. Yeah. Ask Ralphie May. So. Well, the Constitution is. Oh, that was fucked. The Constitution... Did you hear Burt Kreischer's on Joe Rogan? <laughs> and when they started this sober October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again. They're doing a challenge to see if Bert cannot drink for a month. No, all of them. Yeah, no, no. Ari Shafir, Joe Rogan, and Ari Bert was like, "I hope you get uh, Ralphied." <laughs> I hope you. And then he told Bert Kreischer, "He's like, I hope you Ralphie." Wow. And Bert's like, "What the fuck does that mean?" He's like, "You you'll figure it out." He's like, he was serious. He's hoping I die from not because I'm not drinking. He's hoping it gave him a heart attack or something. Because oh, is that what happened to Ralphie May? 
No, Ralphie was just fat and oh, disgusting. Yeah, out of shape. No, no, but because Bert <laughs> drank so much and then stopped yeah. drinking, yeah, he was hoping he yeah, Ralphied. Oh gosh. Yeah. Are you? And did you see what? Vicious. Uh, Bert cried. What's the other one? Who's Tom Segura? Tom Segura posted a picture of on his Instagram of like we lost a great comic today. Whatever. And he's like, it's so sad to see that it happen. And his picture of Bert <laughs> in his underwear, oh, not Ralphie. No. <laughs> Even though he's like, we lost Ralphie Man today. He's a great comic. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oops, got the fat comics mixed up. Oh, pretty. Oh, that's pretty good. But anyway, my point is, so you can't argue with certain people about with fact because they don't care. It's not. It has nothing to do yeah, with facts. In, in the grand scheme of things, yes, you have to be not. No, no, you no, have no, to know that. Yeah, you have here, to know it. You have to have the. You're, you're not somebody who's but you're doing you're doing a Mark Levin thing right now. You're no. going no 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 no. The Constitution no, says no 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 no. no, no. Somebody Rob, what I'm about Rob, to say the Constitution. What I'm about to say is oh that, yeah is not a Mark Levin technicality. What I was about to say is that if somebody's being willfully ignorant and obstinate, kick them in the fucking teeth. You oh no <laughs> okay Antifa, you're you're not going to change their minds, but. If anybody is witness to the discussion, now that's true. It's very important to use facts and to use and not just to use general. So no curb stomping, facts only. Exactly. Check. Yes. Joe is now the leader, the lead coordinator of anti fuss strategy. <laughs> they uh, need. They need. They need a voice of reason. <laughs> no, but no, I like. I agree with you on that. It just. At the same time, you have so one of the problems with so many conservatives, they don't know how to argue and dismiss stupid people. They want to come out with facts, whether it's on Islam, whether it's on yeah. gun control. All these things have yes, they have facts behind them, but yeah. you also have to learn how to argue without facts and using not without facts, but without only using facts with using emotion and on, oh, honestly yeah. belittling people to the fact where they go, oh, maybe I am dumb. Yeah. Because that's what they do. They go, you don't care about human beings, you racist scum. And you go, fuck you, you stupid cunt. Your mom wouldn't suck your dick. (laughs) (laughs) You need to work on your insults. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I know, right? Well, that's why like Michael Savage or Milo Yiannopoulos are so effective. Because when the other side resorts to a tactic, they meet them back with it. But Ben Shapiro, on the other hand, is not as good. Because no. he's too factual, and Steven Crowder is on the other lane of that, where he's not as good because he's too he, emotional. He's too laughy. He yeah. he gets to either too silly or too too. Uh, well, I don't. I, have you looked that up? Or no, I looked that up. That was. Yeah. It's he like gets Ben Shapiro knows he where he, Crowder gets indignant. He gets offended. Yes, and it try that doesn't sell to anybody except your no. Crowd. And that's Milo why, that's why the and liberal, Savage well, doesn't that, get offended. They why, tell you shut the fuck up and hang up on you, yeah. like Savage does. And it's like I don't need, I don't have time to listen to your bullshit. You're full of shit. Yeah, do they, some research. Goodbye. Or they rip, rip into him. You red di- diaper doper baby. You don't know how to use your brain. All you've done is they, you know they they go into they lay into them and expose the ridiculousness mm-hmm. of what they're doing rather than giving that a pass, yeah. not addressing it and going, well, the facts say this. And that's, like you said, with Ben Shapiro. And then whoever yells louder Shapiro, wins, Shapiro. which liberals always yell louder because they're whiny crybabies who don't care if they sound immature because yeah. it still wins. The last, the, the, the louder person, it's like a woman in a fight. Half the time they get in fights, they win in a way because they get louder and the husband's like, all right, fuck it, I'm done. I'm not, li- or boyfriend or whatever. That goes, is so sexist. Goes, I'm you not, I'm done with this. 
I don't want to fight anymore yeah. because now you're just embarrassing me. We're either in public or it's just getting loud. And if it keeps getting loud, I'm going to have to get louder and that's just going to well, end bad. And that's exactly why you have to resort to mockery or satire. Exactly. Or humiliation. You have to shame them. Go, are you really screaming at the top of your lungs right now? Does the baby need to bottle? Like you have to go, okay. We're not arguing the facts. They're not arguing the facts. And you have to make sure no people how, realize that yeah. by be going, oh my God, he just burned her because yes. she was yelling at him about how he's racist and he laughed at her face. Yeah. She obviously is being ridiculous. Exactly. But if you start throwing out, well, the fact is actually I'm not racist because I am I wear a yarmulke well, if you go, and if I'm, you go. <laughs> I'm a little Jew and I get made fun of on the internet. What, the, what does that have to do with anything? Nobody or, cares. Or you buy into what they're saying and you go, I have... I have black friends. No, no, I get along with black people just fine. I, I, I knew this one lady that works at the grocery store who was an African American. I, and I always lock my cash register when I leave. But I mean, she was great. She was a nice person. Yeah, it's you start now. You're starting to do some weird, illogical defense of something that doesn't need defending. Instead of going, did you you just call me a racist? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Based on what? Yeah, you call me a racist. Man, you really thought, do you know what that word means? Then, all of a sudden, everybody can, the perception is, oh, he's not a racist. And no, exactly. They're being ridiculous. But if you go defensive, guess what? It looks like maybe there was some truth to that. Yeah, when you exactly. get too defensive about things, it, wait, why is he emotionally invested in trying to or people don't realize convince us he's not racist? People, are, people latch on to the emotion of everything. Yeah. So they'll kind of listen to what that person that's being more emotional says yeah. and kind of forget what you said or well, doesn't do any research well, it's into like, it. It's almost like a dominance dynamic. Exactly. Because whoever's in a more dominant position in the conversation seems to be winning. Mm-hmm. That's why the presidential debates, it doesn't matter your facts. It doesn't. No. I mean, <laughs> Ted Cruz well, found that out when Trump well, I was going to say, call the mind no dead. Ma- no matter what, you, one of the other problem is they all lie so much that it's almost impossible to find a candidate that's actually a fact based yeah. candidate. But like a Ted Cruz is usually pretty accurate with what he says as yeah. far as statistics and this kind of thing and that kind of thing. And then, of course, he does the cheap emotional ploy. When my father came to the U.S. from Cuba with a dime in his pocket, a dime. He had a dime. He said, Sir, can I be a bartender? And the guy and said, then, no, you can wash well, dishes. And, and he does it like that. When my father came in. And then Trump's like, your father tried to kill JFK. And everybody's like, oh, snap. It didn't matter that the story, one, that Trump just said something ridiculous and most likely completely furthest thing from the truth. But what did it do? Trump always asserted dominance. Yep. T- lion Ted. Even to this day. Lion Ted. Lion Ted. Lion Ted. Even to this day. When was the last time you saw him back down from anything he says? Never. Never. Even Why? If it, even if it's wrong. He doesn't wrong. back down because Whatever. if he backs, as soon as he backs down, they win. Yeah. He doesn't care if he's wrong. People are going to find out if he's wrong. But if he backs down, he looks like he's wrong. Yeah. And when, then people can say, ooh, look, he was wrong. If yeah. he doesn't back down, you go, he says he was wrong. I mean, he says he's right. They say he was wrong. We don't know. We can't. It looks like the facts say, but we still maybe he's right. I don't know. Well, and the other thing that he does do is when he when he does admit that he said something that was inaccurate or wrong, mm-hmm. he does it though by by redirecting to, yeah, I I misstated the fact, but this is what I was talking about, and it's true. He always goes back to somehow he was speaking the truth, even if he'd said it incorrectly. I'm still speaking the truth, and that's one of those things that they can't deal with because he's blunt, and he goes, look. Maybe the statistics off. Somebody told me that, but it's still true that this is how things work. 
and you're like, oh, well, okay, maybe. Oh, all right. People, people, it never comes off as, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, you, people don't like being placated. And politics yeah. has become a placation parade. I'm going to take, I'm Ted Cruz, and I'm going to defend marriage, and I'm going to do everything that you want. When he gets to the White House, there's two options that would have happened with Ted Cruz because he's on a, he's afraid of actually being a disruptor. He 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 puts on the show of a disruptor, but when he, if he'd gotten to the White House, one of two things would have happened. He either would have gotten nothing done, except he wouldn't have Steve Bannon reelecting the whole country, because Bannon would have never been a part of his campaign, never been involved in it. He would have never waded into that water. Or two, healthcare reform already would have been passed, and we'd have a dog shit Republican healthcare reform yeah. that would guarantee, even if he gets a second term, on a Democrat after yeah. that. So I mean, you it, and then his chances of beating Hillary, I don't think. I know a lot of people think he had a great chance. I don't. Ted? Agree. Yeah, I don't think. No, Ted, I don't think Ted's. No, chance. because what would have happened? He would have. It would have been money versus money. And he would have yeah. raised a billion dollars, and she would have raised two, and she would have won. Well, and all the memers wouldn't have showed up. No, the, it all, doesn't matter. Oh, None it, of that matters. No, no. None of that matters. It would have been a race for with money because it would have been another typical politician. Yeah. I need to raise more money. No, and then you I'm sell saying, out on everything. You end up selling out on everything, yeah. and every, nobody shows up to vote for you. Yeah. And well, barely anybody would show up to vote for Hillary, but she'd still win. Yeah. Well, the other thing is those Democrats have flipped from Obama to Trump. In the in the Michigan, for example, mm-hmm. those states that that flipped, mm-hmm. they would not have flipped for Ted Cruz. And one of the re- reasons is they view him as a member of the religious right, yep. the extreme religious. With Trump, there's a lot of people that voted for Trump partly because they're not they don't give a shit about gay marriage, they don't give a shit about transgender bathrooms. All they care about is the economy. And Trump was running on anti-war, yep. pro-economy. I don't really care about the other things. Whereas Ted Cruz. Those are focal points for him. Oh yeah, anything religious or moral or is a focal point for him. Yeah, which <clears throat> well, and he and, also would have gone. I'm not going to win Michigan. I already know that, so I'm not even going to bother. Trump yeah. was like, I'm going to win Michigan. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm going to show up there and win Michigan. And what did he well, do? He won. Well, Ted Cruz would have been right to avoid it though, because he wouldn't have won it. Because but my those, point is, those voters have flipped. Like I said, like I said though, it's just money. Did, it's just yeah. based on money. So he would have gone to the places where he needed to yeah. win, and he would have, and the, it would have been between Florida once again. Instead, Trump was like, "I don't care. I'm going to win Florida too, but I, I got these other states I want to take. Yeah. I'm going to kick her ass." And he did. Yep, exactly. So, and then election night was hilarious, right? <laughs> but anyways, what were we talking about? What was it? What was the beginning of this conversation regarding? <laughs> um, oh, the uh, the Islam for oh yeah, arguing sexual. arguing Islam and how fucked. Well, up. so I was gonna go back to you mentioned the article that they ran a couple days later. Yeah, I think it was a couple days later. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, Sheikh, Sheikh, and I'll link to all this stuff. Uh, Sheikh Taj Al Din Al Hilali reportedly made remarks. Made these remarks. That uh, we uh, he appeared to blame women for rape, comparing them to uncovered meat that attracts animals. Ooh! <laughs> so you know the, the article written by the gentleman saying that Islam doesn't do this, and yet the top cleric who, in Australia. Well, who wrote that article for, or wrote about that? Was it the same guy? No, this is Kathy Marks, oh. totally different person. Um, but they're covering. Here's a guy. Saying that Islam is a way that they yes. respect women. Women have equity, parity under Islam. And then 
a top cleric. So this would be like a Catholic lay Bishop. person. No, like oh. a Catholic lay person writing an article. And then, you know, a cardinal coming yeah. out and saying the exact opposite. And if you don't know what a cardinal is, it's above a bishop who's above a priest. Yeah, they're the guys that pick the pope. Yeah, so pretty powerful. Yeah, very powerful. Just like a cleric is. Yeah, well, and the highest cleric in a country. So it'd be like it'd like be like the archbishop for the United States. Yeah, coming out and saying it's women's fault. Yes, that or it's kids' fault that priests rape them because, well, they're smooth. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay, maybe that's maybe maybe <laughs> my, maybe not the best example you've ever given. Ever. Oh, I wanted to start a new segment on the show since Scotty's joke has no jokes. Do you want to do a Scotty's joke just for Scotty? No, let's go. Okay. Scotty, you suck. Send us more jokes. But this is my idea of replacing Scotty's joke. It's the word of the day. Ooh. <laughs> you know what the word of the day should be? Niger. Because when you see it quick on TV, it looks like nigger. Oh, no. That's true. Of course it's true. It's N I G E R. Oh wow. That's it's, that's uncomfortable. It's on all the news channels attacking Niger. It's like if you don't know how to read, you go and read that as Niger Iger You can say Inger. It's crazy though. I never like I've been watching it because of the attack on those guys. It's just like what the fuck? That's so funny. Yep, letters are important in your words, people. <laughs> Make sure that you know how. To, but uh, at the word of the day. This is word of the day. Word of the day. I just want to ride my bicycle. It's, bicycle, bicycle. The uh, 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 word of the day is advertent. It's an adjective mean, meaning adju- attentive or heedful. So paying attention. Advertent. Joe sits and listens to my knowledge on the podcast advertently. I do. Now go get me cookies, sweetheart. <laughs> nope. You sack of shit. Um. Oh. That was Let's the see. most boring fucking segment ever. I hey, know. guys, guess what? This is a new word I learned. Every minute. <laughs> hey. Every so you know what you we, know what this no, word's like. No, it's we, like geometry. You're never going to use it, but I'm going to tell you about it. Advertently, you know what we've done actually is missed an opportunity. <laughs> this is episode 22. We've missed 21 episodes to educate people on a new word of the day. Ah, oh, shucks. We want the goal of this podcast is to replace that stupid calendar on your desk now that you don't use calendars anymore because they're all on your phone with a word of the day in podcast form. And actually, if it's successful enough, I'm going to break it into its own podcast. It'll be a five-minute ditty. It'll be great. It'll be entertaining and fun. And, and please nobody gonna... subscribe or listen to it. Because fuck him. We'd probably That's get why. more subscribers. Probably. <laughs> It'd just be the most messed up thing ever. <laughs> the word of the day. i become a international. Hey, guys, did you know what the word of the day is? Man, I was listening to this great podcast. Five minutes long. It's short. You learn words. It's crazy. It's almost like a dictionary. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, but see, this I would, feel like he's plagiarizing something. I don't know what, but something. This he's would got- be carefully crafted and done in an original manner, as not to be plagiarism. <laughs> carefully crafted, and it's it, called. I'm reading the dictionary front to back. It would be quasi themed. So, <laughs> why do you need to spend five fucking minutes on it? 
Well, because it has to be something. I mean, that took 30 seconds. No, it's downloading 30 second podcast, five minute podcast. Because what we're trying to do is double the listenership of the 10 minute podcast with Will Sasso. (laughs) By putting up five minutes and getting more people. No, we're going to do what he's doing and trying to get one listener, one lucky listener, the only person to listen to the podcast. (laughs) Oh, but uh, let's see. From the word of the day segment, did you know anything interesting about Abraham Lincoln? He was Arabic. 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 He was Arabic. I'm pretty sure that you've read that word wrong on CNN before. He's Arabic, right? Isn't that why he had the crazy hair and the beard? Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, just because he changed his name doesn't mean anything. So, on September 22nd. (laughs) I thought you were going to say September 11th, he flew two planes into a building. (laughs) How did you turn Abraham Lincoln into a terrorist? You are such a weirdo. (laughs) I didn't. He didn't do it on purpose. He's old. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Slayer, or whatever that movie was. Who's there? This is the new version. Abraham Lincoln, World Trade Center (laughs) Terrorist. He's just mad because black people are equal. <laughs> Actually, we're about to talk about that. Literally. He's like, this is bullshit. Where are there are a lot of black people, not in those trade centers, that's for sure. <laughs> Actually, I think those were very multicultural and diverse. Yeah, sure. When the government plans an inside job, they don't go after any oh, particular race. Yeah, but sure. what, what was in they, that building mostly? High-paying jobs? <laughs> <laughs> no, there was actually a bunch of foreign like businesses and stuff. So uh, yeah, so it Indian, was quite a mix of... So Indians and Asians <laughs> and Jews. Just so racist. It's not even funny. No, but when the, when the American <laughs> government decides to do an inside job, Tower 7, hashtag Tower 7, they... They are, they make sure that it's a diverse target area. They don't want to leave anybody out. They want everybody to be equally impacted, at least proportionally to their population presence in the United States of America. You know, I think the government is fair about these things. They're very fair. Anyways, what were you going to say? What, just so like what's something interesting about Abraham Lincoln? So it's Abe's time. Time for Abe's. Why are you? T- you're the one that didn't want to do segments, and now you're trying to. Well, make now you're going to talk about Abraham Lincoln, like a little short snippet of him. So let's make it a. Well, it, let's learn something new about Abraham Lincoln every day. You know, this podcast tries to be informative. Abraham Lincoln was not the terrorist on nine eleven. <laughs> by the way, was he gay? Nobody knows. His wife was weird, though. She was probably fat, right? No, I don't think she was. She was. She had uh, she lesbian psychological issues. Oh, she's a tranny. What if Abraham Lincoln's wife was a tranny? What? Yeah, what if she had a dick? And she was like, and everybody's like, she's weird. But it wasn't because she was weird. It's because she was a dude dressed up like a girl. Dude looks like a lady. Because he never had kids, did he? It's pretty hard to get guys pregnant. That's true. Joe has unleashed some serious conspiracy theory. Trump, it's time to release. Not the JFK files, but the the Abraham Link- Lincoln files. What was his wife's name? You know, I always know. caught up on his president's wife's name. Yeah, jo- Joe's a real connoisseur of <laughs> history of any kind. He, he, he thinks Barbara Bush was the creator of Hanna Barbera. <laughs> what? 
I don't know how I came up with that. That was dumb. That was dumb. I apologize. Um, on September 22nd, 1862, Abraham Lincoln issued his preliminary Emancipation Proclamation in which he declared that, that as of January 1st, 1863, all slaves in states in rebellion against the Union were free. Now, that's kind of an important part of this. What in the... Hold on. I have to reload this page because it is being ridiculous. <laughs> hey. It keeps reloading as I'm trying to read it. Antifa Civil War begins November 4th. Martial law declared no- November 5th. Nationwide massacre of Antifa November 6th. Business as usual November 7th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, if they could actually form something... Okay. <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. tweeted our president's forecast update. Hillary Clinton, 93% chance to win. <laughs> Throwback on Monday, one year ago today. That That's is... what you took. <laughs> he's really cool. Yeah, he's he's pretty funny. If he just didn't hunt those poor big animals. Why? Trophy hunting bastard. Um, in eight, so in 1862, all, all slaves and states that were in rebellion against the Union shall be thenceforward and forever free. To commemorate the occasion, History Channel, this is off their website. Again, everything is linked, history.com. Uh, Abraham Lincoln wasn't an abolitionist. He did believe that slavery was morally wrong, but there was one big problem. It was sanctioned by the Constitution. Even though the Constitution did not explicitly state that slavery was allowed, um, they did have key clauses protecting an institution, including a fugitive slave clause, and the three-fifths clause, which allowed the southern states to count slaves for purposes of representation in the federal government. So that's um, your uh, the amount of House of Representatives you have is based on the population. So they allowed them to count black people as three-fifths of a person. Something you didn't really uh, like give them an unfair advantage population-wise, but also represented the fact that there were thousands, millions of people, thousands of people in the South that, you know, weren't not white. So they allowed them to count for three-fifths of a person. And this page just reloaded again. <laughs> what is happening? <clears throat> oh, my goodness. This is ridiculous. Hold on. I'm going to open it in the news app. Or I pressed the button that's supposed to do that. <laughs> did not do this. this is ridiculous. Yes, there we go. What are you doing? What? Nothing. Waiting for you, you dumbass. Oh. So, um, he didn't believe in abolitionists, though, because they didn't care about the rule of law. They just wanted slavery to be gone because it was wrong. He did not count himself against them, uh, amongst them. <laughs> hey. Just to interrupt this really quick. If you put a lasagna on top of another lasagna, it's no longer two lasagnas. It's one giant lasagna. That's the power of lasagna. <laughs> what? Joe is so easily entertained, it's not even funny. Uh. <clears throat> Second interesting fact about Abraham Lincoln out of five, we got four more of these, and Joe's going to keep breathing into the mic like a mongoloid. <laughs> Lincoln did not. Lincoln did not believe... That blacks should have the same rights as white. <clears throat> Although he did believe that the the line, all men are created equal, applied to blacks and whites alike. 
This did not mean that he thought they should have the same social and political rights. Uh, his view became clear during an 1858 series of debates when he was running against Stephen Douglas for Senate, and he accused him in an accusatorial, accusatorial tone. Abraham Lincoln looked across the stage and said, this man over here believes in Negro equality. And that was pejorative. <laughs> he was warning the people voting for them, look, I don't think they're equal, but that crazy-ass white boy does. <laughs> In 1858, Lincoln made his position clear. I will say that then that I am not, nor ever have been, in favor of bringing about in any way the social and political equality of the white and black races. He goes on to say that he opposed blacks having the right to vote, to serve on juries, to hold office, or to intermarry race mixing. Ooh, whites. you don't want to do that. What he did believe was that, like all men, blacks had the right to improve their condition in society and to enjoy the fruits of their labor. He just didn't... In this way, they were equal to white men, and for this reason, slavery was inherently unjust. So he didn't believe that they should be true, equal to white men, but he believed that they should be able to improve their place in society, but it should be obviously on a lower rung of society than white men operate on. So yes. they're lower than white men, but slavery was wrong because that took away their ability to improve in their shitty situation. So essentially, he believed in ghettoizing them and saying, you guys are going to be poor, but you, you can get richer in the poor neighborhoods. You just, but d d d d don't cross the line and pretend that you're I feel white. like Democrats have done a good job of keeping that. <laughs> keeping that going. In the uh, last speech of his life, he argued for limited black suffrage, saying that a black man who had served in the Union during the Civil War should have the right to vote. So by the end of his life, he'd kind of softened a little bit, but he still didn't believe that they were equal, period. Um, he, one, the third fact is he believed in colonization for fixing, as a reasonable solution to the problem of slavery. And what colonization is, is taking the, all the blacks out of the United States, sending them away to either Liberia in Africa or somewhere in Africa. Liberia was founded by the uh, American Colonization Society in 1821, to resettle black people from America so they'd have a better chance at living a better life. Because, you know, they, they shouldn't be able to... Like, they can't be equal here. So let's send them somewhere that we don't have and they can go try to be equal over there with themselves. Or to Central America. So he... Um, he did... It, 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 in his original Emancipation Proclamation, he actually... He actually suggested that, but in the final draft that got sent out, he did not have colonization. Um, his fourth one was emancipation. The fourth fact is that emancipation was a military policy. As much as he hated the institution of slavery, Lincoln didn't see the Civil War as a struggle to free the nation's four million slaves from bondage. Let's reiterate that. Lincoln did not see the Civil War main goal as being that of freeing the slaves. It was not about slavery. Now, it was because that was one of the big arguments they were having with the South was over slavery. But in Lincoln's mind, the Civil War 
was not just about slavery. It was primarily about, let's see, what's it, how's it say it here? It was, a, it was, a, it was primarily about neg- stopping, preventing the Southern states from seceding from the Union, leaving the Union. That's what he didn't want. Now, the slavery, of course, he was against it morally, although he didn't agree with the abolitionists because he thought that it had to be dealt with through the Constitution because the Constitution did allow for it. But send it to me. What is it? South, oh, South Park mocking them? No, it's an episode from uh, episode one, season seven. Get on the mic. Episode one, season seven. These two characters in South Park. Yeah. <clears throat> the they greedy money craze sexual deviants, Jusians, what they're called. J O O Z I A N S. They're based off of Harvey and Bob Weinstein. Yep. Really. And they're just like these perverted money grubbing pieces of shit, like monsters, like troll things. Ah, oh, that's too funny. So they were, they were. Uh... <coughs> they were uh... <coughs> South Park once again predicts the future or future yep. revelations. Uh, emancipation, when it came, would have to be gradual, and the important thing to do was prevent the Southern Rebellion from severing the Union permanently in two. But as the Civil War entered its second summer, thousands of slaves had been fled to the Southern pe- plantations to the Union lines, and the federal government didn't have a clear policy on how to deal with them. Yep. Emancipation, Lincoln saw, would further undermine the Confederacy while providing the Union with a new source of manpower to crush the rebellion. So... Essentially, even though he didn't agree with slavery and he wanted to rectify that, when people say the Civil War was about slavery, yes, that is true in a secondary sense. But the Civil War was about secession and not allowing the country to be divided. That was the primary impetus for the Civil War. Now, slavery played a large part into why they were trying to leave. So secondarily, it would be the primary reason that they were trying to leave. So it's like this weird, like, it's it's convoluted, but you have, the South trying to leave is why we had a civil war. Mm-hmm. The reason the South was trying to leave was primarily <clears throat> slavery. So those two things combined are why they tried to leave. But if you just say, chalk it up to, they wanted to free all the slaves, that isn't necessarily, the that's not an actual nuanced, accurate way to look at it. And that is... And for anybody to say... It wasn't about anything but freeing slaves because you yeah. hear you hear liberals go, oh no no, it was all about well, freeing slaves. No, no. It had nothing to do with states' rights. That's bullshit. Well, they say that if you say it's about states' rights, that's coded racism, coded racism. Mm-hmm. But now the fifth point, the final point in this article, actually covers that. Emancipation Proclamation did not actually free all of the slaves. Huh? What? Wait, oh, wait. It actually, in effect, freed zero slaves. But let's get into that. Since Lincoln issued the Emancipation Emancipation Proclamation as a military measure, it didn't apply to border states like Delaware, Maryland, Kentucky, Missouri, all of which had had remained loyal to the Union. 
Lincoln also exempted selected areas of the Confederacy that had already come under Union control in in hopes of gaining loyalty of whites in those states. In practice, then, the Emancipation Proclamation didn't immediately free a single slave as the only places it actually was applied to were places where the federal government of the United States had no control because they were currently fighting against the United States. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You can see it. He's showing me a picture of AirPods with a butt plug case. Dude, no, you're making... Subwoofer. Oh, subwoofer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's so ridiculous. Well, but... Um, yes? Do you just serve Instagram when I'm trying to go into depth on stuff? No, I'm listening. I can multitask. Um... <clears throat> So, uh, now, having said that, the Emancipation Proclamation did mark, and I'll, I'll use their words since I've been using a lot of their article. Despite its limitations, Lincoln's proclamation marked a crucial turning point in the evolution of Lincoln's views on slavery, <coughs> as well as a turning point in the Civil War itself. By war's end, some 200,000 black men would serve in the Union Army and Navy, striking a mortal blow against the institution of slavery and paving the way for its eventual abolition by the 13th Amendment. So, at the end of the day, they did use a constitutional solution to the problem rather than just abolishing slavery without the power. They amended the Constitution to abolish slavery and to grant the equal rights, kind of, to everybody. Of course, in practice, it took a lot longer than that, and still to this day in certain areas of the country, primarily democrat, democratically controlled areas, you still see an inequity uh, in the plight of black people. But, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. That So, one, we learned that the Civil War was not just about slavery. In fact, it was primarily about secession. Mm-hmm. Two, Abraham Lincoln's vaunted Emancipation Proclamation exempted every single place that he had the authority to free slaves. He exempted every single one and allowed them to keep their slaves and only freed the slaves in the, in the areas that were fighting him and he had act, no effective or actual power at the moment because they were in open rebellion. So when people talk about the Emancipation fr- proclamation freeing all the slaves they are literally utterly wrong about it actually doing anything because it did nothing it was a political move and one that did help win the war which then in effect helped to end slavery when they actually put a law into place with the constitutional amendment 13th amendment that actually freed the slaves so yeah i just thought it was it but and then you also have to remember too that abraham lincoln thought the colonization was a better solution than giving blacks equal rights because he didn't think they were equal he thought they should be free he thought that slavery was more wrong but he did not think that they were equal to white men yeah and this goes back to somewhat of the christian ideology that was prevalent throughout america very protestant ideology and that because they brought god to these people that somehow they were oh because they were just godless savages before and those who were christian were superior morally superior in every way shape and form And rather than converting them in and bringing them as equals, which had been throughout history the more typical way of doing it, they had a very perverse view of that. And it was more of a, 
Well, no, you y'all just you know we, we give them God, and for that they need to be our property. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's what uh, Robert E. No, uh, Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee didn't he have that view that he didn't think they should be slaves and they weren't unequal, but God, that's in God's hands basically to take care yeah, of. Yeah, so he said that slavery was an immoral, evil, and wrong. But that their freedom would be was up to God's providence. Yes, so that we had to just so like, let, oh, let God take care of it. Essentially, yeah. if He doesn't want them to be slaves, then it's kind of up to Him it, to take that. It'll happen. Yeah, yeah, and another thing to remember is that some of the southern states were actually on their way to freeing the slaves. Some weren't, and also it some was a hundred and how long ago? Eighteen sixty-five. So a hundred and thirty years ago, <laughs> people and. No, 1995, huh? <laughs> Sorry. 150 years ago. 150 years ago. Or more. <clears throat> give or take, whatever. But it's a long time ago. There was no internet. There was no communication yeah. that the same. Half the people in the country could barely read. Wait a so, <clears throat> Yeah, the date was... So so my point with that is just simply, if, if you're going to sit there and say, oh my God, how could dare oh. they think that way? Or how dare they be that way? You can't look at it from... The like we're looking at from uh, a modern period in time. Like, how could people think like that? How could that be a thought process that went through your head? If God wants it to change, it'll change. Well, they didn't have anything besides yeah. fucking letters. Half the people couldn't read and write. More than half the people couldn't read and write properly. And so, hundred and fifty-four years ago. <clears throat> so, lots of people <coughs> were very religious. They lots of their beliefs came from the God's teaching, and because they didn't have any other way of. Oh yeah, They're, yeah. I've learned lots of so so you can't. Well, you have to try to they, put yourself in their shoes, is what I'm saying. Before you just jump down the throats of every human being back then that might have owned a slave, might have not, or might not have owned a slave, but not have seen the problem with it. Because to yeah. them, they're like, whoa, 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 wait a second, hold on. Just like it's no different than Democrats in this country. No, 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 no. Mexico's bad. Let those poor people come over here. Yeah, it's not as great as what I have because they're illegal. But shouldn't they still have a chance to get out of that horrible place they live? Think of back then how horrible Africa would be to those people. Yeah. Then they see them over here picking cotton and go, hey, hey. Now, Hollywood's made sure that they portrayed it. That everybody hated black people to the wit's end. Of course, there was lots of bad people back then. But there's probably a <laughs> lot of people that looked at black people as slaves or just second-class citizens because in their mind, they didn't speak the same. They came from a weird spot in the world, and they're looking at it going, you have a house? You have clothes? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not perfect, but it's a lot better than if you were back in Africa. Yeah. You'd still be being sold to slaves because Africa has oh, slaves. No. Yeah, they did look at it as that, as like they were the, the doting deliverers of culture. No different than society. Democrats these days. Instead of going, let yeah. them fix their country, they go, oh, no, no, it's better if they live as second-class citizens in our country because our country is better. So give them a shot. Yeah. Let them come here illegally. It doesn't matter. Well, that yeah, well, it's the it's the um the the helpless migrant syndrome. They say, yeah. "Oh, they're helpless little brown people who are inferior to us, so we must grant them our black great... people back then. They're helpless. They need our help. Yeah. We brought them over here. It's not it's great, a, but it's It's a very similar ideology. And, and they also say, they do the jobs no Americans want. Wait, so you want to relegate them to doing menial jobs that have no opportunity for them exactly. to better their lives or their position other than the fact that, like you it's said, a little better than they where are they came geographically from. located in a more advantageous position. But other than that, what got better? Well, There's and, less crime. 
Okay. There's less chance of the cartels murdering you. Okay. Your government, there's more government assistance programs. Okay. And you say that, yeah. You talk to lots of people from Mexico and they're like, the cartels are not a big deal. If you know, if you know you're, if you, if you're from there, they don't bother you unless you fuck with them. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So this whole, ooh, the cartels are killing everybody isn't exactly true. According to the Mexicans, I'm not interviewing them for anything political. I'm just talking to them about going to Mexico and they're like, it's no big deal. Yeah, you just have to know where to go and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, rate, but, and also, rates are high. the country's not as good. Though. No, like, I know that, but I'm saying, blah, blah, like, blah, blah, blah. I, when I worked with, what's his name, down in San Diego? Yeah. Always, Mexico, every weekend. I'm like, dude, isn't it kind of dangerous? He's like, no, I don't know why people think it's so fucking dangerous to go to Tijuana. That's yeah. where he would go. He's like, it's not dangerous in Tijuana. He's like, it's dangerous if you're stupid in Tijuana. Well, that's the problem. It's, but for white people, they have. But I'm that, saying that, that it's a, perce- because- a perception that the media has made us. Just like, just like movies in today's society, all make slaves look like they were these beaten twelve years of slave. All these different things. Yes, slavery was horrible. But you look at no, no, no. My point is the only side of things they show you. Not twelve years of slave. Yes, twelve years of slave. Twelve years of slave was a true story, though. My point is, like, the only thing they show from that time period is slaves being treated like slaves, being beat, being whipped. They don't show the. No, that's not true. Though. Did you watch Twelve Years a Slave? Yeah, but they don't because there's the no, no. no they make the house. My, my point is, they make sure that it's very that that's what you remember from it. They want you to think of every. You're thinking. You're yeah, thinking okay. of Jones. No, I'm no? not. Because that was actually a very good one. Oh, Free State of Jones. Yes, because and. And guess who hated it? The media, the oh, yeah. the could, Hollywood. They hated the, that movie. The White Knight, because it yeah, showed yeah. a lot of truth to what happened back then. It wasn't all. No, but so did Twelve Years a Slave. You can't. Just, no, no, no. My point is, and Twelve Years a Slave was his actual account. I know it was, but it's also. But he a, was in like it, one of the shittiest possible situations. Exactly, ever. and that's all they ever show. They never show the other sides of the world back then, besides. You're right. The virtues of the slave owners at times were just... No, no, not slave owners. The rest of the people in the country that was full of millions of people. I was going to bring up one. It wasn't just one little country full of rich white slave owners. There was New... Like 12 years a slave. Where was he going? He's going to New York, right? He's from New New York, if I remember. Married, had kids, free. But if they don't... But they never talk about that in movies when it's based from those time periods. They make sure that it always... Yeah, but that movie did, though. That's why I'm saying that was actually a really good movie. It was, but... No, it really, lots of people they showed lots the, of people at the end of that movie and in the media they ran the, look the how bad fault. no that's no, not the movie's that, fault so I'm saying media that. I'm saying media make sure that the only thing people remember well, yeah, from that movie the positive, was the slavery the, yes. part of it the whole oh my god white people are evil and they're slave owners and they're bad yeah. well, and poor okay, poor poor so poor the movie itself was a well very well made movie yeah, it yeah, was a historical account and what you're saying is correct, though, is the narr- the 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 media narrative about all this. They, there's a constant attempt to create more division in this country, especially by focusing on the sins of the past. Yeah, you know, and instead of and that's what instead I'm saying, of rather was- rather than looking forward to how do we how do we rectify what still is wrong, they look two hundred they look 150 years back, 200 years back, and go look how bad it was. Well, that one that doesn't address today. Right. Uh huh. Now, have we learned learned from our past? So what? Well, what, what it does what have, make happen today we learn? is people upset can upset people. Yeah, people are ma- angry. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. So I it gets. Guy, I follow a gentleman on Instagram called like Ron Three Sixty Truth or something like that, and it's a, a black guy, and he's like a black a militant black supremacist kind of, 
And essentially, every quote is about how evil white men are across the board, yep. regardless of who they are. White people are trying to... And he's so, always saying things like, why are you cooning and you know, mocking black people for for being f- even friendly to... Or he'll post pictures of like a, a mixed race couple, right? And it's, he finds it disgusting because why would a black man wear, marry a white devil type yeah, of deal? Exactly. It's very weird. So my point though... He does post so let me, let me say this really quick. Is my point with 12 Years a Slave is, is, was not the movie or not the slavery was yeah, not it, a big deal. My point is just... When the media touches anything, they yes. talked about 12 Years a Slave for a year was all over the media. Oh, yeah. They talked about it like crazy yeah. and how horrible slave slavery owners was. were. Yeah. Slavery. But then a movie like Jones, what's it called? Free State, Free State of, Jones. of Jones, which is another true account of another situation. Which also showed the horrors of slavery. But it brutally. also showed how good some people were yeah. to black people back then. The media didn't want to touch that movie. They yeah. thought it was bad. They thought it was a poorly done movie. And it was uh, whatever. Because it w- did not give them the talking points they wanted to push an agenda of well, divide and, and conquer. And then it did have the second part, which is it went past the Civil War. So once the Great Liberation was done, yep. the South didn't get better. Yeah. It was they were still they were lynching black men for trying to vote. Yep. They were doing whole and the movie showed that. Like Civil War wins. Emancipation Proclamation, 13th Amendment, and it wasn't getting better. It did not get better overnight. It wasn't like a magical what it was still horrible. And the federal government was complicit in allowing some of the practices that continued, including quasi slavery yeah. still being allowed yep. by having what 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 they I can't remember what they called it, but when they would allow um They wouldn't allow and, black people to own property or buy property yeah. unless no, no, they but, worked for a certain type of yeah. basically slavery just in a different light like well, and then, oh we can and then if a white man committed they, a crime his sentence was to be served out on a plantation as a prisoner exactly so they it was every weird loophole yeah. and by the end of the movie they talk about republicans fighting for the fighting for, of blacks fighting and the media so my point in all that was just the media hates Anything that can bring us together and kind of show unity. They yeah. want division. They don't want to no, talk no. about anything but well, and they want negatives. Like with the Twelve Years a Slave, because of the scope of the movie, it yeah. does it doesn't show after the Civil War really. It no, does, it doesn't no. show that part. It doesn't show um, how rough that was and how it didn't really change much. And so they're able to focus on the bad. But here's here's an interesting statistic because this is kind of important. Well, what one per percent of the country owns slaves? So in um, and this is from Answers.com. So I'll double check this stat, but I think this is actually pretty accurate. It is of 27 million whites counted in the 1860 census, eight million lived in the slave owning states of the South. Of these, 385 thousand people own slaves statistically. 4.8% of all Southern whites own slaves. So 5% of the Southern population approximately own slaves. And when factored into the entire population of the United States, 1.4% of the United States popula- white population yep. were slave owners. So when you look at the animosity towards white people and the and even with things like um, <clears throat> reparations, yeah, who's going to pay that? 385,000 people from the South in a country now of 300 million people? Seriously? Yeah. Who Who's going to pay that? One, not just that. 
who talks about that fact. Yeah. Nobody. They don't want you to talk about anything that's that would have an impact on changing people's minds on how unfair this country is to black people. Well, or, What's his name came out? Jesse Jackson came out today. He said, we went from picking cotton balls to picking footballs. <laughs> he literally came out and said that today. The difference is that those men are genuinely free and they make millions of dollars. And... <laughs> okay. Well, one of the other things too, though, to remember is when you, with this animosity that is promoted, especially in the progressive circles, that white people are the bad guys. 1% of white people were guilty of this crime in this country against blacks. Or yeah. one, let's call it 2%. Yeah. Round it, round it up to 2%. Um, one, 2% of the country committed this grievance. At our darkest hour in our history, 2% of the population owned slaves. That's, I think more, a bigger percent of Africa owned slaves at that point in time. Probably. Well, black on black slavery. Oh, yeah. And well, Muslim on black and, slavery. And here's one other thing to remember about slavery in particular with the U.S. Is that in every great empire throughout world history, slavery is an integral part of the societies. Whether it's Greece, Rome, what? the Ottoman yeah. Empire. Everywhere. Uh, whether it's the Persian Empire. It doesn't matter. What, throughout history, slavery is a part of almost every empire. As we go down, some maybe less. Slavery takes different forms, indentured servitude, which we had in America too. The Irish were sent here, English were sent here as indentured servants. Which well, was what I was going to say too is at the end of all this, with all what we're talking about, we're not talking about oh, blacks weren't that. It wasn't that bad for blacks. Get over no, it. it. Was obviously- no, no. What we're talking about is the truth. We want history to be told. Honestly. Yeah, and accurately. We want so people to know how to- evil slavery is, but we also want people to know how much slavery there actually was in this country. The honest side of slavery. Well, what, what I was going to Because say. There's, it doesn't help anybody to know a <clears throat> fake story about something. Just like if Trump runs around telling lies about something, everybody wants to say, oh, it's you can't have a president do that. Why? It's no different than if CNN does. Nobody seems to have a problem with that. Or our school systems teaching kids. What do they teach them? They teach them all this bullshit. And you get out of school and you're like, I didn't know that's what actually happened. Of course yeah. you didn't. Of course Lincoln wasn't this poor victim who freed what? black people and then got you're shot great, in the head. You mean great hero? Yeah. Poor victim? Victim because he got shot in the head. Oh, like oh, he wasn't yeah. this savior that ended up dying. No. There was a lot of no. bad things about that man. That they don't talk well, not, about. It's not even. It isn't necessarily. And why was he assassinated? No, no, what it, was it, one? It, what's one of the theories he was assassinated? I don't know. I was going to say though, it's not necessary that he was a bad man. That's not the thing though. Is that he wasn't as virtuous and as uh, forward thinking? Not a bad man. I don't mean like he's a bad guy like George Soros. I mean he's a ba- he's not a perfect angel who freed all the blacks. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. He yeah. wasn't this great virtuous white knight that rode in. He was somewhat callous, very calculated, and his. A lot of a lot of the things that he did were out of were out of expediency or efficiency yep. or practicality. He was a politician, rather than out of a moral virtue. Yep. And yes, at the end of the day, what he accomplished was, and this is what I was about to get to, what Abraham Lincoln did accomplish, and what his Congress accomplished, and what America accomplished was something that maybe no great empire in world history ever accomplished, which was the abolishment of slavery within that nation. We, one, were not as dependent on it as many cultures were, or many great empi- empi- yeah. empires were. But we abolished it. We were the f- we we're one of the first ones to do it, and to the extent that we have now, it's unheard of in world history. Yeah, 
And almost unheard of in the world today, other than European countries and our own country. Yeah. Slavery, we are, we are the gold standard, the shining light in the darkness on slavery because and we ended it, we made it unnecessary, and we gave everybody the same right. And that's now, what yes, should be taught. Was it a process and did it take a long time and should it have been a lot faster? And you would think let's, based let's on add the moral values of the people of this country that obviously it should have been because Christianity does not allow slavery. So you would think that that's a little weird that they've been cool with it for most of their... But again, like anything, you have... Bad I- people. Ideology, you have idealism, and you have reality. And those two things, to blend them becomes much harder. Even like the guy was saying with Islam. You have him explaining that this ideology should lead to equality for women and great treatment. Yeah. And then you look at the countries that are actually run under Islamic rule... And, and they're evil, oppressive countries. <laughs> now I think he's being a little bit deceptive in the way that he portrays it. Of course. But you look at, but say he's right. So say, just assume that yeah. he's right. Look at where it's been put into practical application. The women can't talk to anybody. They wear a beekeeper's costume. When they go home, their husbands are allowed to beat them or do whatever they want to them. <coughs> and, and they don't even have the same. They don't have the same legal rights. If they get raped, they have to have four witnesses. That corroborate their story and they, or the man Even is in places like Dubai, they don't have the same equal rights. So it's not just no, – people yeah. can't just go, well, that's just in some of those really – the smaller ones or no, the really Saudi oppressed Ra- ones. No, Saudi no, Arabia, Iran, the wealthiest, most developed of those countries are yeah. terrible. But I'm now, saying even in places are, like Dubai, which are a plethora of travel, of yeah. – uh, of, Tourism. Tourism. Mm-hmm. They still have those crazy laws. Oh, yeah. If you leave the tourist spots, it's yeah. it's not – You're not allowed to drive if you're a woman. There's all these things. So – yeah, but, but then, anyways. And then you even go to... Now, there are places like Jordan that are much more free yeah. and liberal. but And they're also majority Muslim, but they, Egypt, also majority Muslim, and they're much more... I mean, they have issues, but they're still more free than, say, Iran. But then if you talk to... Let's be... <laughs> so if you go, oh, yeah, so they're just... If they're doing... If you were to say... Somebody would say, well, that's because they're actually following the Muslim faith properly. Say a white person from America says yeah. that. Well, then go to all these other countries like Iran and say, hey, what do you think about Jordan? Yeah. They say, no, they're not following the religion properly. If we had our way, they'd be fucking wearing beekeeper costumes because to actual to a majority of a lot of Muslims, that's not how you run it. Yeah, exactly. It should be run like this. Well, and one of the other problems, too, is Islam is a very disorganized religion. It has no hierarchy. It has no organization like, say, the Catholic Church yeah. or, say, even, you know, well— Really, the Catholic Church is the best example of organized religion or Orthodox Christianity. But it because it doesn't have that, there is a lot more room to interpret. And then you have the Hadiths, which build up on the theology of Islam, which get, depending on what form you have, you have Salafists, Wahhabists, you have all these different versions of it too. So not all Muslims do think crazy shit like the, like the bad examples. But right now, in the world, the majority of these countries do believe... Uh, Wahhabist tendencied uh-huh. Islam with Wahhabist tendencies, which is not a good thing. Yeah. So, anyways, at the end of the day, um, America, for all its faults, is one of the greatest countries that's ever existed. And, and it bypassed slavery. And Abraham Lincoln, even though his accomplishments are great, you have to remember the reality of it is that he wasn't as idealistic or as virtuous as we try to remember him as, and which is one of the problems with history is when we look back at history, we want to romanticize everything. Well, what, that's at, what happened with history the in the gritty details in the early 1900s and mid 1900s, because we want to make everything so PG 
and G-rated back then, yeah, they changed history. Even Columbus, yeah, Columbus is not a Columbus. Well, no, well, let's, no, 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 no. My point is, even somebody as simple as Christopher Columbus is told in a totally false oh, yeah, light, the sterling, wonderful strip, guy, strictly because it wants to be PG. Let's yeah. keep it censored. Yeah. Well, how about we don't? How about we do this? Don't censor history. Yeah. Tell it how it is, well, and don't only bring up the negatives well, or. And I think that, only the positives. I think Tell that, the truth and let people go from there, and we'll be in a better place. Well, and I think that's partly a function of the um, uh, a function of the puritanical roots of American sensibilities at times, because we tend to avoid. Like, if you look at old histories, like a like the Legend of Beowulf. Yeah, it. This is a story that was told amongst. Um, where, oh, I'm forgetting where they're from. Anyways, get to your point. They told the story. They told the story to everybody, the children. They, like this was a story, that, and Shakespeare. This is stuff that everybody read. It's replete with dirty, all the dirty oh, yeah, writing details because it gives you the actual picture of it. Now, of course, you're not going to tell your six year old that you know X, Y, and Z. And that's that's one of the problems with our. What happened was our school systems Tur- wanted it like PG, and but like they wanted to also teach six year olds about some of this stuff. So what they do? No, no, no. But that's fine. They, no, no. You, you can teach no, no. them the watered down version when they're young. But then it never changed from there. That's my point. That yeah. that's, they treat everybody like yeah. a six year old. They stopped going. Okay, when you're 17, you're going to learn. You're going to get a more because at six years old, you need the you need the basic outline. Yeah. And as your education develops, you should be getting more and more in depth rather than getting the same yeah. shit. Regardless. Anyways, we're that's going off on a so tangent. Bar- that's why school is so fucking boring nowadays. Yeah. Anyways, but well, that was fun. We will. Catch you guys on the next one. Oh, wait, we're, we're done? Yes, we're done. We're done? Yep. We're done! Mic's off. Mic's off. I said it last. Crap, I can't turn my mic off.